Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. If you are currently listening on Spotify and you like this show, which you do, I know you do, I know then you, you do. can give it a follow, you can download, you can like it. If you're currently listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, you can also follow, like, comment, rate, review. Um, if you're listening on SoundCloud, which we love y'all who listen on SoundCloud because it's hilarious yeah. and cute. Yeah. Um, you can also follow, you can also like, you can also comment. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, which I can't see why you wouldn't I don't really that. know why you wouldn't, exactly. Yeah, I can't think of a single reason. So- you should definitely <laughs> follow us on Instagram, yep. at Songwriting Saves the World. Mm-hmm. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Song Saves World, mm-hmm. and on Facebook, at Songwriting Saves the World. Like our page, get your mom to like it, brother yep. to like it, sister to like it. Your you know dog. the spiel, get the whole family. Your cat, your, your fish. Dog. Yes everyone if you really really like the show and you want to support us on patreon for four dollars a month you get extra content extra content from the guests such <laughs> as song breakdowns of songs we love from each guest and the song ready saves the world laptop sticker it's pink so cute. it's beautiful and yeah so at song ready saves the world on patreon now let's jump into the episode <laughs> three two one jump Okay, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. Today we have a really special guest, Annika Wells, who we're super excited to talk yes. to. We have a like a bio, a little like a bitty intro. Annika Wells is a sick ass songwriter um, who's written many <laughs> bangers, such as Phases by Pretty Much, Like It's Christmas by the Jonas Brothers, and Lemons by Sean Wasabi and Kennedy. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> thank you um so yeah thank you for coming on thank you yeah thanks for having me we have a little icebreaker like introductory game called right tour tank and it is the musical version of f mary kill yep. so you can write with an artist <laughs> you can tour with an artist which is strictly touring yeah and the third one you have to tank but think of like a carnival game like water tank yeah, so it's, it's not oh, gonna be fun. Okay, yeah, not it's like, like tank their career. No, 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 just like yeah, yeah. just like a fun, <laughs> like a fun little tank. So your three options are Holly Humberstone, Sasha Sloan, and J.P. Sachs. Okay, wait. So it's tour tank. What's wait, so what's the first right one? one you can write with. Right mm-hmm. one you're touring with, but strictly touring, and then tank. Uh-huh. Yeah, strictly touring as in like for the benefit of the game. Not that that's usually how that would work. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think that I would, I would write with Sasha. Mm. I've met her a couple times, and she seems like such a sweet girl and also an incredible writer. Mm-hmm. I would tour with J.P. Sachs. I'm yeah. absolutely obsessed with him. And then yeah. if, like, Julia Michaels gets sick or can't join, I could totally <laughs> do that duet with him. Like, I, I, can, that. I can step in <laughs> I can to that in. role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I volunteer for the world to start ending. Yeah. Um, and then I would have to tank Holly Humberson. She's so cool, though. I yeah. actually discovered her the other day. I was, like, stalking her YouTube videos, um, oh. and they're so dope. But, Holly, if you're listening. See, it's, it's not personal. It's for <laughs> it's the game. It's not. It's just for the game. <laughs> it's not personal. <laughs> Can you start with just, like, a background, like a summary of your musical journey and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, well, I started writing music when I was about um, 
seven or eight years old, I think. Um, Whoa, that's young. Yeah, I was very young. Yeah, I started playing piano when I was about four. I started taking lessons four wow. or five. Um, and I've always loved to sing. And then when I was in primary school, I feel like third, I think around third grade, I started mm-hmm. getting into poetry for some reason, a weird hobby oh, yeah. as a third grader. Um, and then I realized that I could combine all three of these things into <laughs> the most magical thing that had ever happened yeah. to me. Um, and I've just always known what I wanted to do um, since I wrote my first song. Wow. Amazing. You were like music words poetry like everything i love i think i invented the song <laughs> <laughs> the first songs I'm i wrote were actually these like classical songs on the piano really oh, wow um, that's cool and then i then i learned that i could also not not have to write those songs <laughs> i could sing and yeah kind of, yeah sing about you know regular third grader problems <laughs> yeah i feel like oh, i was the reverse like i just started singing like Kind of poetry, kind of just narration of like mm-hmm. my life. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm that's sitting cool. in the chair. I'm walking to the park. <laughs> yeah, those are definitely those are definitely first song material. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then it developed into you know what whatever it is, it is now. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, as a songwriter, when you were first starting out, how did you find collaborators without having like management or people setting up sessions for you? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> so I went to music school. I went to the Berklee College of Music in Boston. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I went there for two years before I dropped out. So I definitely, I would collaborate with classmates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would have homework assignments where you had to, whatever, co-write a song. So I feel like I got into right. to um, co-writing that way. Um, and then I ended up releasing a song that I wrote as a homework assignment. Mm-hmm. in college and it got some traction and so I just got these random emails started popping up in my inbox from A&Rs and managers who mm-hmm. wanted to meet me and so I started flying to New York and LA and just kind of getting connected with anybody that I could um, mm-hmm. started yeah collaborating that way nice. yeah everyone I've ever met from Berkeley is so nice and so cool so <laughs> <laughs> I love Berkeley to be honest I was kind of a dork in college and I just like shut myself in a <laughs> practice room and had literally no friends but then when I dropped out of school I met a bunch of Berkeley kids when yeah. I moved to LA um and now I have this amazing friend group of like 30 of 40 kids we all went to school who all together. went to Berkeley uh, that's so you, funny like, didn't talk to them while yeah. you were at school Sometimes it just takes Yeah, time. I didn't yeah. know any of them. I knew, like, one or two of my current friends when I was in college, and everyone else, although we did technically go to school together, mm-hmm. I met them when I moved to L.A., which is kind of funny. That's, That's so funny. funny. Yeah. Well, I guess it was fate. So you've, like, collaborated with a lot of amazing people. Like, when you're in a session, how do you go about getting people to share their stories with you? Like, if someone if wants to write about themselves, how do you get people, like, to open up? People are pretty open. I feel like that's that's kind of something that I like learned as I started writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the the. I feel like when you're in the studio and when you're in a writing setting, it's kind of this like magical understanding that you can kind of pour your heart out to somebody yeah. that you just met that day. I do feel um, that, and it's a really <laughs> cool, accepting environment. Yeah. Um, so Anika's, I mean there's terrifying. definitely leading questions <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying <laughs> it's cool though it's like it's like therapy yeah. and I think sometimes it is easier because 
um, they are initially strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like in a writing setting, there's just nothing you could say that people would be like, oh, that's too much or that's stupid. Yeah, You're kind of point. there to pour your heart out and turn it into music. You know, I yeah. think that's yeah. why. I do feel like, like every songwriter goes into it. Yeah, like when I write with people, I usually just it's like an expedited route to friendship because it's yes. not like <laughs> you don't start with like small talk. You don't start with like casual anything. You're like, wait, just like what <laughs> hurts you? What like what? Really yeah. Tell tick. me about your daddy yeah. issues. What happened with your last heartbreak? Like, yeah, you're really, yeah. yeah. Tell me something that will have you stuff. in tears by the end of the sentence. Yeah, yeah. That that's true. You can definitely like cry around strangers yeah. in a studio. That's completely socially acceptable. And do you feel like <laughs> if you're writing about either if it's like your story or it's like someone else's story that you're working with, do you think of it as like, oh, we're gonna stay completely true to this story? Or we're going to, like, mold it to whatever song would be best. Like, whatever story would fit this song best. That's a good question. I would say it it definitely depends on the setting. Mm -hmm. Um, I've definitely done both. With my own artist project, every single word is true. Um, I I never go, like, slightly around the truth. Everything is, like, very, very Mm -hmm. accurate. Um, Which makes me a little bit nervous that people I write these songs about are going to (laughs) know. Um, but, but yeah, when I'm, when we're writing a song for pitch, um, or, you know, sometimes just working with artists where it's like, I don't know, the word green fits in slightly Mm -hmm. better than Mm -hmm. blue. Like (laughs) we can change a few of the details. Um, but yeah, yeah. For my own project, I definitely stay like very, very accurate to reality. Yeah. I feel like that can be hard because. I've heard, like, people say, and we've talked about this, like, if you're scared to put something in a song, then, like, you should. Like, that's when you know that, like, oh, that's a good thing to put Ooh, in there. Like, if you're like, good. Oh, I don't know if I want to <laughs> say that. But I feel like <laughs> it's so easy to just be like, well, no one's going to know, so let's just do the thing that, like, doesn't scare me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a tough one. But you're mm-hmm. brave. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's definitely true. Yeah. I was thinking a lot of these songs are ones where I'd be, like, kind of afraid to play them to mm. my parents, but I'm down to just put them out mm-hmm. into the world. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> it's just because they're so personal. And, yeah, I have so many just, like, personal details that are, yeah, a little bit embarrassing yeah. or kind of scary, but, I mean, that's the point of music is yeah. just to be honest. Yeah, right. It's interesting how, like, it. when it's with parents and stuff, you're like, this feels, like, wait, yeah, you're like, I don't want you to hear this, but, like, I'm gonna yeah. give it, like, I'll give it to the masses. <laughs> yeah. Give it to anybody else. But since you're, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'll give it yeah. to a million strangers, but, but I'm like, maybe I don't just don't listen to, to it. it. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard... Honestly, there's yeah. some stuff uh, Sometimes I, <laughs> like, people have said to me, like, on the, f- like, if you're, like, scared to put this out because it's really personal, but then I feel like if I hear a song that's really personal and I'm like, that's beautiful or, like, that must have been heartbreaking, I'm thinking, it's probably me being self-centered, but I'm more thinking about how, like, it applies to my life than, like, what made them write that. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. No, that's, like, the that's yeah. the beauty yeah. of music. Yeah, is that it's, like, every song is so personal to everybody who hears it and it, and it lands different yeah. than yeah. everybody who hears it. Yeah, definitely does. I think it's amazing. So Phases by Pretty Much, which you wrote on with, I believe, six other people, which we think is a banger. (laughs) So how is the experience different (laughs) in big writing sessions like that versus smaller ones? And do you Mm -hmm. find it 
hard to kind of like find your role in a bigger session versus something where it's just you and someone else? Um, that's a good question. I feel like, I feel like with that session, I mean, the band is so (laughs) goofy and fun and everybody has so much energy already that I feel like the vibe was kind of just like people jumping around the room and like, we were also in this like big studio. And so the way we actually got started was I think, I think, yeah, people were kind (laughs) of just scattered everywhere. (laughs) Like some dude was like ordering dinner. I think Brandon was like in another piano room with like one of the producers. And then I was in like the actual studio and we're mm-hmm. kind of just like all scattered. And then eventually we all came together around oh, this yeah. chord progression. And we were like, okay, this feels right. And we had some other ideas. We were like, ooh, I really like that. Let's like, let's get to <laughs> yeah. that thing after we write this one, yada, yada, whatever. So I think maybe it's like, it took a little bit longer to maybe get to like mm-hmm. starting writing the actual song we knew we were going to write that day. Um, but also it was like, it was a total blast. And yeah, that process was definitely super collaborative. Yeah. Um, everybody was really heavily involved, um, and it was really, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot yeah, of fun when it must be interesting, like room. writing with a band because obviously, like they all like like a group of four like are really tight or like work together a lot, like know each other's lives, mm-hmm. and then like you're kind of trying to like translate mm-hmm. like their like energy into a song. That's cool. I've never done that. I would love to write. Yeah. with a band. So like we talk a lot on this podcast about like we call it a songwriter's toolbox i don't know if that's cheesy but like the things you like learn and skills you acquire about like writing a good song or like creating a good session and like good energy just like tools for that like in like the first co-write i ever did like Mm -hmm. the person i was working with like put a voice memo on for like the whole session like in case we said something that we like would forget and i had never done that before and i was like okay Mm -hmm. i'm gonna like add that to my toolbox um, and, like, now I always do that. So, like, what are, like, three things or however many things, like, you can think of, like, that you've learned that are important in your songwriter's toolbox? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, <coughs> one thing that immediately comes to mind is that I, if I write down a line, mm-hmm. I never delete it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Because there's so many times when I'm, like, you know, we're all in our notes section on our yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm writing down some random stuff. And then we're, like... I kind of like this line, but it's, like, not perfect. Yeah. And then someone says something that sounds cooler, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to immediately delete what I just wrote and replace uh-huh. with this. But then maybe a half an hour later, you go back, and you're like, you know what? I think the first one was better, but did I even, does uh, anyone remember what that yeah. was? Yeah, <laughs> that does happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if I, I never delete anything. Mm-hmm. I just, like, cut it and paste it at the end of my note. Yeah. So on, like, every lyric that I have in my phone, it's insane. I You know, I have the form mm-hmm. at the top, verse, brief, yeah. chorus, the actual song. And then you scroll down, and it's, so like, like, just Every hundreds, other thing that could have been. <laughs> of every rejected line. And, yeah, it's That's so funny, funny, actually. So the first song I ever had come out was Crawl Out of Love with Elenia. Mm-hmm. And I have all these rejected lines, but it was, like, one of my first sessions I ever mm-hmm. did and my rejected lines are so unbelievably bad. <laughs> and it was so funny I was like I wonder what almost went into the song but didn't and I was like holy I should have deleted <laughs> <No>. <laughs> quite embarrassing um but yeah that's definitely yeah, like that. one thing I keep in my toolbox I'm trying to I'm trying to think you know it's a um, tough question I mean it's yeah. such a it's such a good question it's so broad it's like <laughs> What do we do as songwriters? Um, Just the little things you acquire. Yeah. I mean, one good thing, too, is, like, if you're kind of, 
like starting out a session with new people um Mm -hmm. and you know occasionally like a lot of times now I kind of have my crew of people that I like to work with and Mm -hmm. um you know if I'm working with somebody new I usually kind of know who they collaborate with too and their styles and stuff but sometimes I'll get Mm -hmm. a session in my calendar for my management and I just sort of show up and I'm meeting this new person I don't really know about them um and a really good thing I like to do is just kind of like ask them what they've been listening to and pull up a few reference oh, tracks that's really and that smart. usually like you know when people love to kind of share you know what they're into and then oh yeah usually we hear one song <laughs> we're like oh my god I love that song too and then suddenly we're writing a song and you're off that. the race it's hard yeah, or, yeah. immediately so best I feel friends. Like, <laughs> yes that's definitely a good way to kind of like get the vibe started with somebody new I love that yeah that's Me a really too. good intro because then you get a sense like you get a conversation and you get a sense of who they are and what they might want to like write or their style. That's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Let's go in my toolbox. Like, yeah, anytime. <laughs> Mine too, both of those things. Awesome. Yeah. I was just thinking about what you were just saying because we wrote a song with our friends Rachel and Imogen right before we got on this call. Yeah. And like as we were writing, I would like delete things like you were saying, and I was like, I should. I'm gonna stop oh, doing no. that. Oh no! What the heck? <laughs> Some people are the type of writers who don't even write anything down, though. Like, respect yeah. to them. Like, sometimes there's a writer just on the couch in the back of the room. They're just and they're sitting just, like, throwing bars. out ideas and <laughs> vibing. And I'm like, I am way too OCD for this. Like, anything I think of or anything you say, I need to write this yeah. down. I'm afraid I'm going to forget yeah. it. Weirdly, like, even though it's a song and, like, it's something you hear, I'm very visual. So, like, I have mm. to, like it even though like i'm listening to it that doesn't doesn't really make sense but i'm like no no, no i need it to, i need it to be written yeah down. no i totally get that <laughs> i'm the same way and like my like notes need to be formatted like i need, yeah 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 i yeah if someone spells out the word chorus i'm like no it needs to be ch <laughs> but i'm like doing the sections of my notes yeah i'm super anal about, <laughs> about my notes section <laughs> really funny. like we can't move on until this is right yeah. yeah, if we're working on, like, a shared note, it needs to be in my format, or else I'm going <laughs> to secretly make another note, and I'm going to be working on that one. <laughs> That's funny. So, growing up, looking back at a younger you, when did you want, like, when did you decide that you wanted to be a professional songwriter, and how did that look like as a child versus what it's actually like now as an adult being a professional songwriter? Mm-hmm. Um. I think I've I've always known that I that like this is what I wanted to do. There's never been any question. And I think as a kid Aww. too, you're sort of like, I want to be an astronaut. Right. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a singer. And it's like, those are very realistic things when you're seven or eight mm-hmm. years old. So it made a lot of sense when I was a kid. And then when I got to high school, and it's kind of like, oh, people are studying like science or they're going into psychology, right? And like right. more real people jobs. I was like okay, wow, I'm Real actually going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm actually going to be a musician, which yeah. is, you know, every parent's kind of secret worst night. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> too. Absolutely. Um, but I had no idea what it would actually look like being a professional musician until I moved to L.A. And then, honestly, now it's still, it's still ever-changing mm-hmm. as I kind of make the shift from songwriter to artist. Mm-hmm. I'm right. discovering what that's like I mean I went on tour last year mm-hmm, and I'd sweet. only been on a stage once or twice in my life and I had no idea what it would actually be like yeah. until I 
got there, I'm like, I, I knew as much about going on tour as, like, a random person off the street knows about <laughs> going on tour. That's fair. Like, I, I don't know. I know I'm going to have to memorize my lyrics. That's pretty Yeah, much no, no. <laughs> like, speaking of, like, songwriter versus artist and the transition, like, when did you, I feel like I was, I was kind of pretty old when I learned that, like, <laughs> Hannah Montana didn't write her songs, you know? <laughs> and I was like, when I like felt betrayed, and Earth I was like, shattering. what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the game changer. Santa isn't like, real. You, yeah. Everything's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, did you start like going into music thinking, like, oh, the end goal is to be an artist, or like, I don't really care, like, I could be either, or oh, I want to write for other people. Like, how did you perceive that part of it? Yeah, I mean, I've always known that I just want to write music mm-hmm. and whether that was for me or for other people writing has always kind of been like where I've come from right. um, and kind of the source of my like the outlet for my creativity and then as I started writing music for other people and then writing songs that felt really personal I kind of just realized a difference it's just kind of like a different creative process yeah. and kind of the catharsis of writing about something that's happened to me personally and something that I kind of want to package and present to the world my own way. And then I also really enjoy the beauty of sitting down with somebody and, like, having them pour their heart out and me helping them kind of, like, create their own vision. Um, They're definitely two really different things in my mind. Like, when I sit down to write a song for me or for somebody Mm. else, I'm in two very different Different mindsets, but I love songwriting regardless. So... Did, like, the way that you approach writing change from when it was, like, something that you just loved and that was a hobby to when it was, like, now it's my job to do this? Because, like, once it's your job, like, the volume of, thing of like, songs and sessions you have to do is higher. And, like, I don't know, did it make any difference for you to take something that is, like, art and is, like, very free and creative and, like, make it a job? Because I always think about that for, like, musicians or, like, anyone who's, like, an artist who then like makes their living from that mm-hmm. adding more structure to it yeah yeah that's a really good question I mean the biggest difference is that I started I went from writing one song every three months yeah. where I would work on that song every mm-hmm. day to writing a song a day sometimes more <laughs> yeah, than yeah, that. yeah 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 <laughs> like <laughs> five or six days a week like five or six songs mm-hmm. being written um that was something that I was really afraid of when I was in college because mm. even when I was at Berkeley I was still taking a couple months to wow. write a song yeah. and working on it for like hours and hours every day and I knew that's how things didn't yeah, yeah. necessarily work <laughs> that like, way this is gonna have unless to you're like Max Martin I just don't really know how <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but I mean songwriting's a muscle honestly mm-hmm. I just kind of like and I worked I started collaborating with people who do that yeah. too you know um who write a song you know in whatever a 10-hour session um and so that was definitely that was definitely a shift um and I guess too just managing the business side Mm -hmm. kind of really made it Mm -hmm. a job and you know that's no one's like favorite part of the industry is having to like orchestrate sessions and talk about splits and like chat with your Mm -hmm. attorney about yada yada you're kind of like I just want to write the music and yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't sign up for the rest of this um but I mean that's just like real people stuff adult real world. people jobs. you know if i wasn't <laughs> if i wasn't like talking to my manager about my album i would ha- be having to sit in a cubicle somewhere yep. talking about some other stuff i really don't care about yeah. so not that bad at the end of the day <laughs> uh, real people jobs 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your Instagram is really, really nice and put together. It's very aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. Changing, switching, switching gears. gears. <laughs> you like stalked you. your Instagram. <laughs> and it's so aesthetically pleasing and put together. It really is. Yeah. It really is. It's and honestly it's, yeah. really, like stunning. Yes. And you have your writing <laughs> credits there and the highlights. The social media have like a big role in the way that you connect with other artists or other songwriters and like kind of building a community yeah because i we noticed on your instagram yeah you have your credits and your highlights and Mm -hmm. i was like that's really smart and like i don't know (laughs) just like as a songwriter myself to be able to so easily through instagram just be like oh like that's so cool like that person did this or wrote this song i don't know dude like you use it as kind of like a resume type thing a networking tool yeah yeah, that's actually exactly how I view my Instagram. Um, one of my friends who I went to college with, who's an A&R, um, Livia Piamelli, she, we were chatting one day and she kind of mentioned that, that, that Instagram is sort of like the LinkedIn yeah. or the resume for um, <clears throat> people of the music world because obviously we don't have anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, we don't have job <laughs> applications or anything. Um, so, yeah, I definitely... Um, I definitely, like, I hope that through my Instagram, although it really is just kind of, like, a superficial Mm -hmm. glimpse of anybody, just a sort of snapshot of their life, that if somebody went to my Instagram and they scrolled through a few pictures and read Mm -hmm. a few captions or clicked on a few things on my highlight reel, that they could kind of just understand the vibe of who I am as an artist and a writer and just kind of, like, get a feeling for sort of, yeah, the the music that I put out there. Um, So I definitely work on cultivating my Instagram um, like in that light where people can kind of just get us a, a feel for who I yeah. am, what I'm about, you know, like in, a, like in the limited way that yeah. social media can get. Making a nice Instagram is really hard, hard. though. <laughs> it's so hard. It is so hard. Making okay, dude, like I'm so bad at social media. I made my Instagram <laughs> when I was like in college. And I was so behind everybody else. I feel like everyone had, had it since like freshman year of high school. And I was what like, do I do? Oh, and then it's one thing to me? have it and then to <laughs> yeah. have it and then make it be so aesthetically pleasing. I'm like, this is the job in itself. It really, it really is. <laughs> it like when is. we started, like my personal Instagram, I'm like, it needs work. It looks Same. terrible. I'm like, I try my best, but I just don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it at this point. I'm in too deep. But like, <laughs> but like, our, like this podcast Instagram where you're like, it has to be nice. Like this is our fresh start. This is the clean slate, and like we have <laughs> each other to lean on through this process. And we like <laughs> we talk. That's so amazing. Much. Yeah, <laughs> Moral we support. Talk so much about, like, the color scheme. We're like we have an exact pattern. <laughs> It's crazy to think about, but that stuff actually matters. It does. <laughs> it does. Dumb how much thought has to go yeah. into it, but yeah. At first, I was do like, you guys have TikTok? We do. I well, deleted I do. it. It was hurting my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Bad for the But psyche. I did have TikTok. I might have it again. Like, I Don't twist my I arm. I go through phases <laughs> of deleting the app and then download it. It's just so easy to waste time. Nice. Oh my God. So do you easy. use it a lot? And then I end up... So I just downloaded TikTok. Good luck. Um, I have mm-hmm. a profile. I'm posting my first one, I think, tomorrow or the next mm. day. All right. So now we have to get um, the app again. Yeah, now we have to get it. <laughs> Go check me out on TikTok. But yeah, I made like a day in the life of a singer during quarantine. Oh. Um, so yeah, the thing that I try and do with social media too is that it's so easy to get sucked into it and just have FOMO and feel like everyone yeah. around you is like perfect and doing really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I always try and keep in mind is just like 
exemplify some of the weird crappy moments of my life too or just like the imperfections that everybody goes through Mm -hmm. and the real real kind of try and yeah try and make it as kind of real as possible yeah Yeah. um i was just because i the last thing that i want is for someone to click on my profile and be like fuck i'm missing out on something sorry i don't know if i can swear no you're Um, good good. (laughs) okay sick (laughs) trying really hard this whole time (laughs) you can Um, say whatever you want (laughs) yeah um (laughs) fuck yeah, no, I just, yeah, I, I really, I don't want to give into that environment, but I also think there are cool things that social media can do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like you're already doing good given you have a pre-filmed TikTok and you, like, have no one you're going to post it. Like, I, like, barely posted TikToks when I had any. I mostly just scrolled. But when I did, I was, like, mm, I know it's, like, 10 o'clock and, like, I look disgusting and there's no light. But, like, <laughs> I kind of want to post a TikTok. And then I, like, have no self-control no, and I just <laughs> That is incredible. I aspire to be like that. I don't I'm know. Still if, I don't know if you do. The app. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just wait, wait till next week. There's gonna be like a really blurry, crappy, like two a.m. TikTok from like this is my bed. first like, one, and it's the best well, thing no. you've ever seen. Then it's just you in a Second dark one, room. We've been, we've gotten personal. Yeah. <laughs> Already. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all our questions. Thank you so much for Thank you. talking with us. Yeah, awesome. thanks for having me on. Yeah. This was Super great. <laughs> Song of the week and woman of the week. Okay, do you want to start or should I start? Um, I'll start. Okay. Like, if you want me to start. <laughs> My song of the week is September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh my god, it's such a good song. And it's because, shocker, it's September and... Also, actually, that's not what I wanted to say. It <laughs> it's my song because it's September, and you know we celebrate fall on this podcast. Best season ever. I really can't even fight that. Like my birthday isn't in fall or anything, but I do love fall. Same. Um, the song is timeless. It's classic. The song is dancey, and maybe it's just my mind playing tricks on me, but it feels like crisp fall air it does that song also just feels like happiness like it it's really never come does. on and i haven't like every time it comes on i'm just my like it boosts my mood i'm always happy when i listen to it for real me too i listen and i just want to dance i listen to it like in the car after like a fall walk with zoe and i like just listen to it all the time especially now that it's september other good season songs october by alessia car i love that song Coming so that would be next. <laughs> uh, next month. Yeah, what's your song of the week? My song of the week is Fresh OJ. Oh my god. You were right to think that we could have done the same one. That's very possible I could have picked that one. But I just... Yeah, I was thinking September. that you might. So I was like, we might. By Karis, our friend Carmen. Uh, this song, it's very... It's just the coolest song it's ever. It's the sickest song. It's so fun. And, I mean, here in Miami, it's summer all year long, so it's really just perfect. It's the perfect Miami song. Listen to it on the beach. Listen to it on a nice drive. It's 100 degrees outside, and I'm just jamming. It's just an amazing song. I I freaking love it. It's so good. Before I was out, Rachel sent me the, the, like, the voice, not the voice memo, like, in the early version of it, and I literally just listened to it all the time, like, even before it was out and now it's out and i listen to it all the time 
my mom's like in the yeah, car I'd she's like we really like this song feet. don't we i'm like yeah we do <laughs> yeah how'd you know how did you know of course we do yeah it's on repeat. go check out carmen caris on spotify um my woman of the week is sasha sloan oh my god not only is she her. my name buddy but <laughs> i've been listening to her a lot um I, like, sent you the other day House With No Mirrors, her song, that I had, like, yeah, just really found, even though it's, like, not, like, that new or anything. I'm just, like, late to the party. Late to the party. Um, and it's just, like, beautiful. I love her song Normal. Um, and she's kind of, like, obviously Lana Del Rey is, like, the epitome of, like, sad girl vibes. But Sasha Sloan mm-hmm. is, like, this kind of slightly more upbeat, like modern poppy twist on sad girl vibes which Mm -hmm. i really like her music is very relaxing to me Me even the ones like normal that are more like faster paced and more intense still feel kind of like relaxing to me yeah like very Very chill chill. she seems chill her music i love that but like in the most like beautiful entertaining way yeah, so yeah, I agree. So my woman of the week is Devin. She is a singer-songwriter who used to be a part... I don't know if she still is a part of this band. Which band? But she was in a band... I'm going to make sure I'm not. It's Wild Rivers. Oh, cool. <laughs> Wild Rivers. Um, she... Yeah. <laughs> she, it's, a, it's an indie folk band. Mm-hmm. And they just... Their, mu- <laughs> their music yeah, just makes me feel like driving down... Like, the Pacific Coast Highway mm-hmm. with wind just, like, flowing through my hair. Not a care in the world. Her voice is really beautiful. And I think it's, like, soothing to listen to. Very comforting to listen to. Yeah. And um, she just recently went off and is doing, like, a solo project. Oh, cool. Which is more art, like, alt-pop. I said art-pop. Alt-pop. And so I was like, this is different, but it's really good. And I just really like her songwriting mm-hmm. and I think she's a really talented person. And yeah, definitely check her out. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Mwah. Even in the dark, I see your face.